Welcome back to Project Life's narrative series. This week, Fox continues the narrative on abandonment. This episode includes graphic depictions that may not be suitable for minors. Welcome to Fox Podcast. Finally overcome, etc., etc. You decide what you have overcome. I want to thank you for tuning in. You just don't know how elated and how much gratitude I have for all my listeners. I share these narratives and these stories of the various things that I've gone through because I hope that it can help or touch even one person. I don't count myself to be uh, 100% accurate at all times in everything I say. But one thing I do say is it worked for me. I've overcome and I'm able to share the tools and resources that I've used to be able to help someone else. We're going to get into this week's narrative. Please stay tuned. At this point, instead of staying at my grandmother's, as she clearly indicated that she was only interested in getting paid, I had no place left her except the streets. I tried church and no one was there who wanted to help me. I used to beg the family in the church to let me go home with them. I really did. Every Sunday, I would go around and ask each member of the church, where you going is today? Where you going today? And for the most part, for a long time, they would let me follow them. But then I guess they got sick of me asking and they stopped letting me go. And that was hurtful uh, because I needed help. And uh, no one was there to help me, but you know, God blessed me to make it through anyhow. I tried my family and I couldn't get any help there. I constantly ran away and went to family member to family member. And all they saw was I was a bad kid or I was disobedient or I didn't want to uh, adhere to my mother's rules. Well, I have to tell you, it's hard to adhere to rules that involves you with the panties down, with various men. And all I want to say is, again, I'm grateful that I've overcome that too. But after trying so many different resources and I couldn't get any help, I felt at that time that all was left was the streets. So I met the drug dealer who became my boyfriend and he stayed in what they call a trap house. Now for those who don't know what a trap house is, a trap house is a house that is dedicated to selling drugs. And this is where I ended up living. At this time I was uh, 14, I was 14 years old. <clears throat> And uh, my boyfriend, who was a drug dealer, he also taught me how to sell drugs. Taught me what cut and what cuts I should get and how to make the money. And that was what I was being taught at that time. I lived that life for a few months until one day I was out and about. I think I ran an errand or went to the store or some effect. And I ran into my mother on the street. She encouraged me to get in the car with her and my grandmother. She took me to get something to eat and started asking me for cream 
crazy, weird, unheard of questions. One of the questions was, did I know who loosened the lug on her van? Come to find out, I guess she went to her van and the wheel fell off like someone had loosened the lugs. And she asked me if I knew anything about it. She asked me another question and asked me, did I take the hinges out of her front door? She said she went to stick her key in a door and the front door just fell completely down. Something else I knew nothing about. All the things I had no knowledge of, and she asked me one last really weird question, and to this day, to this day I have no idea what it means. She asked me if I had any stripes on my back. I answered no to all of her questions, and I told her I did not know what that meant. My mother ended up taking me to the police station and when we got to the police station she told the police that she didn't want me anymore she told the police that if I stayed home they would kill me again I had no idea what she was talking about that was a Friday and the police ended up putting me in the hands of Child Protective Services. Child Protective Services found a long-lost aunt who agreed to take me in for the weekend. I stayed at her house for the weekend. On that Monday morning, Child Protective Services came back to pick me up. Instead of dealing with me, the Child Protective Services ended up taking me to their office and we fooled around at the office until about 2 o'clock p.m. that afternoon. The social worker that worked for Child Protective Services finished all her work and she came to me and said, I'm going to take you to your mother to see what your mother wants to do with you. We got in her car. We drove to my mother's house. We were pulling up in the car and I saw my grandmother pulling up in her car. We both pulled up in separate cars at the same time. By the time I got out of the car, I'm looking at my grandmother's face. I'm looking at my mother's sisters. Everyone is crying. And for whatever reason, I automatically knew the reason for the tears. So I said to them, my mother's dead, isn't she? And they said, yes, it is true. That they found my mother dead over that weekend in her van, parked outside her house. It is now believed, as I look back, that my mother was really saving my life. I don't know what trouble she was in. We don't know how she passed away. We don't know what happened. All I know is whatever trouble she was faced with, she didn't want that same fate for me. 
And so instead of telling us what was happening in her life, she decided to take me to the police station and tell the police that she didn't want me anymore. That was very hard to deal with as a teen to hear your mother say, I don't want you. I want to make a declaration to mother. I understand we have grown up issues in our lives and our children may not be so mature to handle our life problems. But I learned that honesty is more than likely the best policy. Now I'm not saying tell your children everything, but what I am saying is it wasn't an honest statement for her to say that she didn't want me anymore. Me knowing my mother, the mother that was not on drugs, that is not something she would have ever said to me. So she could have left me with different words where I didn't feel so abandoned, left alone, unsure of myself, low self-esteem. All these feelings came from those words. Some of the lessons I want to leave you with is it is very difficult for a minor to deal with adult circumstances this I know. This is a statement that is not necessary to say. As a 12-year-old young lady, 13 years old, 14 years old, no young lady should have to decide how to arrange for their living circumstances. No child should be left to decide where they're going to lay their head or even get their next meal or where their next coat for the winter is going to come from. This message is to the family. Families, 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 please, please, families, step up and support. If you have a loved one who is on drugs or living with very difficult life circumstances and you see that it is affecting your children, please, family, my heart is pleading with you to not turn your back and feel that it is that could be further from the truth. That child needs you. And that child is always your problem. I want to say, remember, that very child will be the very one that comes and rescues you when you are elder. So be careful how you treat your baby. They are your future. If you find a child who is out there, children, if you're listening, if you're homeless, there is an organization that helps for youth homelessness. The organization is called Stand Up. If you can find information for Stand Up, we'll give them a call at one 800 365 
1-800-365-4543. I'll repeat 1-800-365-4543. I hope any and everything that I have said is impactful for you. This is Fox, and finally, I've overcome abandonment. Tune in until next time. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. You can find us at ncprojectlife.weebly.com and on Twitter at ncprojectlife. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast at Spreaker.com, CastBox, and SoundCloud. If you are interested in booking us for speaking engagements, please contact us at ncprojectlife at gmail.com.